Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When the prophet Samuel was a little boy, God called to him. But Samuel didn't know that it was God calling, and so you may remember how he went and found Eli the priest. Eli said, I did not call you, go lie down again. Three times God called to Samuel, and three times Samuel went to Eli until finally Eli realized what was happening and told Samuel that it was God calling him. The fourth time when God called to Samuel, Samuel responded, Speak, Lord, your servant hears. And Samuel did listen to God's word. Samuel was a true servant of the Lord listening to the voice of God, trusting the voice of God, and doing it in his life. As Jesus reminds us in 7.24, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. But even Samuel was only a shadow of that true servant of the Lord our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Lord responded to God, not on the fourth call, but on the first. Here I am. Psalm 40 reminds us, Then I said, Behold, I come. In the book of the scroll it is written of me, I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is that one true servant of the Lord who delights to hear and do his will. Just as Jesus is a prophet greater than Moses, just as Jesus is a high priest greater than Aaron, just as Jesus is a king greater than David, so also he is the servant of the Lord greater than Samuel or any other servant. Jesus responds to the voice of the Father, Here I am. And the Father, of course, tells Jesus, This is my beloved Son, of whom I am well pleased. Our Father in in heaven tells us not to clean our rooms at home, but to clean our hearts. And the best that we can do is to push our sins under the bed and hope that no one sees them and no one notices them. But here comes Jesus. Here I am, he says. Not only to do the will of the Father in your place, but to cleanse you of your sin, to wash away that sin that you are trying to hide so that you also may be called the sons of God. What is even more amazing than the fact that Jesus says to the Father, here I am to do your will, is the fact that Jesus says to us, here I am to help you, to serve you. Isaiah 65, verse 1, I answered those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me. And to a nation that did not call on my name, I said, here I am, here I am. I am. The name Jesus means Yahovah saves. The I am God is here 
to save us. Jesus says to the Father and to us, here I am. And so this Advent, in our Sunday services, we're going to be studying that theme. That theme of that servant of the Lord who says to God and to us, here I am. Yahovah, the, the I am God who is here for us. This first Sunday, <clears throat> we're reading from Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 to 15, where that same Lord is here, is here for Adam and Eve. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. What's the best Christmas present? I guess some of you have probably already started struggling with that question. What can I get my children? What can I get my spouse for Christmas? It's not just the most expensive thing usually, is it? The best Christmas presents are those that prove the person really knows you, right? That proves the, the person has been listening to you and understands what you like and what you don't like. Sometimes uh, spouses aren't very good at listening, and sometimes that shows up in our gifts. But the best gifts are those that prove that the person, especially when we're talking about our spouse, really sees you and appreciates you. That's probably kind of a high expectation sometimes for our spouse. It doesn't always work out. But Jesus does see us. 
And because Jesus sees us and knows us, he is able to give to us the perfect gifts, those that we need the most. God appeared to Abraham and told Abraham to go and sacrifice his son, his only son Isaac. And Abraham took Isaac up the mountain, and just as he was about to plunge the knife into Isaac's heart, the angel of the Lord appeared and stopped him. And God gave to Abraham a ram to take the place of his son Isaac. And Abraham called the name of that place Yehovah Yerah. In the Bible, that's often translated, in most English translations, it's translated, the Lord will provide. But it also means the Lord sees. Those two things go together, don't they? It is because the Lord sees us that he is able to give us what we need. It is because he sees our sin and our shame, our anxiety, our fears, our weakness, that he is able to be there and to give us the perfect gifts. God saw Abraham. He saw his faith. He saw his fear. He saw what he needed. He saw Isaac and he provided. He provided a sacrifice to take the place of Isaac, but even more importantly, he provided a sacrifice to take the place of all of us. Jesus says to us, Here I am, the one who sees you, the one who knows you, and the one who provides. In our text, the same Son of God saw Adam and Eve, knew what they needed, and provided for them. We talked on Thursday, on Thanksgiving Day, about Genesis chapter 2, how God knew what Adam needed and provided for him that companionship, that wife, Eve. How he provided for him even that greater fellowship himself, setting apart the seventh day, the Sabbath day, as a day for Adam and Eve to be with God. We also hear in Genesis chapter 2 about that tree of knowledge of good and evil. Why did God even make that, people often ask. And the answer is not one that we know fully or understand because the Bible simply doesn't tell us, but knowing our God, we know that there was a good reason that there was a need there, perhaps the need for Adam and Eve to be able to make a choice. And God provided that need. Now in Genesis chapter 3, after they've fallen into sin, the same God still sees Adam and Eve. Even when they're hiding. He sees them and provides for them. There was a, a book I was reading, you know, it was probably this spring, and in the book, the, the hero of the book travels up north and happens to find the lady who he'd met earlier and fall in love with, uh, and the lady was there in trouble, and he was there to save her. And She asked him, how did you know I was in trouble? He says, I didn't. I just happened to be here. And her response is, it's easy for someone to, to be there when you tell them you're in trouble, but a real hero is there even without being told. 
Again, that's, we, we, we would like our spouse, right, our family, our friends were always there for us, even without being told. Knew we were in trouble, knew we were lonely, knew we were sad, and knew the perfect thing that we needed. But again, that's kind of high expectations for one another. Unrealistic expectations. We're going to be talking Wednesday nights about unrealistic expecta- expectations and how often they can ruin marriages and relationships expecting more from others than they can possibly give. But it's not too much to expect of Jesus. Jesus promises us that he is the good shepherd who goes after the lost sheep who knows and sees us even when we're hiding like Adam and Eve, who promises us in, we just read Isaiah 65, 1, where he says, those who did did not ask, I answered them. Those who did not call, I said to them, here I am. And so here we see the Son of God, the pre-incarnate Son of God, who would become Jesus, coming to Adam and Eve, even while they're hiding from them, him. He sees them hiding and calls to them. The Lord sees us too, even when we're hiding from God. And we hide from God in many different ways. Sometimes we're afraid, sometimes we're ashamed, sometimes we're worried. Stop coming to church, stop praying, stop reading his word. God calls, comes and calls to us. God calls us back to himself in his word and in his sacrament. Yehovah Yerah. The Lord sees you and provides. The Lord sees Adam and Eve's shame as well, doesn't he? That's why they're hiding. That's how Adam responds. I, I was naked and I was ashamed, he says. And later on in Genesis chapter 3, the Lord takes the skin of an animal and provides clothing to cover their nakedness, to cover their shame. We don't know what kind of animal it was. It doesn't, the Bible doesn't tell us, but it was the skin of an animal. You know, one of the problems with growing up is that even as we're learning to be more mature, even as we're learning to follow Jesus more and learning to be wiser, we also learn to realize just how foolish we were when we were young. The older we grow in wisdom, the more we might be ashamed of how we acted in the past maybe even last year, right? And another year from now, a little bit wiser, we might be ashamed of some of the things we did this year. The Lord sees the shame of our immaturity and sin. He provides covering. He doesn't laugh at us. But provides that covering, that covering that we're going to receive today in the Lord's Supper. The blood of his son Jesus Christ that covers over our shame. Most importantly, the Lord sees Adam and Eve's sin and provides for it, doesn't he? He says in our text, I will put enmity between you and the woman. I will send a Savior to 
undo what you have done to that sacrifice to be made for our sin. That's what Abraham was really talking about when he named that place Yahweh Yerah. The Lord will provide. Not the Lord has provided, but the Lord will provide because he knew in that same place the Lord would provide another sacrifice. The Lord saw Abraham and Isaac and provided that ram to replace Isaac on the altar, but far more importantly, he saw them in their sin as he sees us in our sin and sent his only begotten son to die for us. The Lord sees and came to provide atonement. Wives, husbands, don't expect too much from your spouses, more than they can give, right? When we expect too much, we go to see episode one, The Phantom Menace, expecting it to be a great movie, but our expectations too high, it's going to disappoint us. We go into a marriage with expectations too high, it's going to cause problems and troubles. But not our expectations of God. We can expect everything from Jesus. Even that perfect gift. Because he is the one who sees. He is Yahovah Yerah. The one who sees you as you are and gives you all that you need. That perfect gift, especially himself. The Son of God, our Savior. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.